Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. I think it's really difficult because this cost conversation is happening in two realms. Like you said, is it how much it costs the country overall, how much we're all spending or how much it costs the government? This is Sarah and Beth. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics, the home of grace-filled political conversations. everyone. We are back in your ears for another episode of Pantsuit Politics. And before we get started on the five things you need to know about Medicare for All, we wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who joined us on Hot Mic for the last Democratic debate. It was a hit. It was super fun to watch it with you, Beth, instead of being in our separate platforms and to have everybody chatting along with us. We will definitely be on Hot Mic. We're thinking for Super Tuesday results. I'm very excited. And if you have trouble using the app, just let us know. We'll send you some instructions. Once you get in there, it's really fun and really easy. And it made this debate where, look, the whole analysis is that everyone is the primary version of Hangry. It was not a pleasant <laughs> viewing experience, but it made it so nice because we were all in it together having really interesting conversations, even when the conversations happening on stage weren't so interesting. Right. Also, tickets are on sale for our spring tour. We will be in Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Boston, and New York City. So go to pantsuitpoliticsshow.com and click on the events tab to learn more. And we hope to see many of you in person, especially at the meet and greets, which we're very excited about. Since healthcare is the dominant issue in the Democratic primary and really, I think, in the country 
in general mm-hmm. as we look to 2020, especially as coronavirus is in the headlines. We've all kinds of public health issues out there. We wanted to spend some time today talking about what Medicare for All actually means. So we're going to do the five things you need to know about it, beginning with what Medicare is. For those of you who are not on the plans, it is important and difficult sometimes to wrap your head around what Medicare is about. So first, let's do Medicare minus for all. So Medicare is a federal health insurance program created in 1965. By the time this legislation was proposed, the United States had been debating national health insurance programs for several decades. There was a lot of red baiting. Sound familiar? A lot of private lobbying. Sound familiar? That defeated proposals from FDR and Truman. Um, There was a big movement in California to get statewide health insurance. So by the time we get it in 1965, you see this compromise, basically, between Democrats who want national health insurance and decide the best way to reach some success is to focus the population. And so Medicare is focused on a select group, which is the elderly. With some expansion since that time, Medicare still primarily serves people who are 65 or older, um, along with people who have disabilities, people with end-stage renal disease. It is funded from general revenues. About 43% comes from general revenues. 36% comes from payroll taxes. And then 15% comes from premiums. And this is something that I think a lot of folks who aren't on Medicare don't understand. Yes, our tax dollars pay for Medicare. The people on Medicare also pay premiums for Medicare. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about that as we look at the different parts of Medicare, because Medicare as it exists currently isn't one specific thing. There are different parts and some choices to make even as you enroll in Medicare. So those different parts, you've probably heard it. It sounds like the alphabet soup. Part A, Part D, Part C supplement. So let's, let's go through those really fast. Medicare Part A is insurance for hospital stays. It covers inpatient hospital stays, care in a skilled nursing facility, hospice care, and some home health care. And Part A is automatic. For the most part, there is no monthly cost, but there is a deductible, and there is some responsibility for expenses if you stay more than 60 days in the hospital. Medicare Part B is medical insurance. It covers certain doctors and services, outpatient care, medical supplies, and preventive services. You are required to roll in Part B if you don't have other, the term is creditable, health care coverage through an employer or spouse. And creditable is measured on um, a bunch of requirements that we're not going to walk through today. But basically, if you already don't have health insurance through an employer or through your spouse's program, then you've got to buy Part B as well. You pay a monthly premium for Part B. If you're on Social Security, the premium gets deducted from your monthly Social Security payment. There is a deductible for Part B, and there is cost-sharing responsibility. You pay 20% of the Medicare-approved cost of the service, and that used to not have a cap. But since I think the last 10 years or so, we've had a cap of $6,700 on that total out-of-pocket that you would have in the cost-sharing section. Then we have Medicare Part D, which is prescription drug coverage. And it adds prescription drug coverage to either original Medicare, some Medicare cost plans, some Medicare private fee-for-service plans, and Medicare medical savings accounts plans. These are plans offered through insurance companies and other private companies approved by Medicare. 
So we went A, B, D. What happened to C, Beth? So Medicare Part C is called Medicare Advantage. And this is where you take the public concept of Medicare and you administer it by private companies. Medicare Advantage plans offer the things that are covered by Part A and Part B and sometimes Part D, but they bundle them. And sometimes they bundle them with additional coverage for things like vision and hearing and dental care. Medicare Advantage plans usually have an annual limit on the out-of-pocket costs and are typically HMOs or PPOs, very similar to private insurance that you might have today. They collect these private companies' Medicare payments from the federal government. And for some people, Part C can be more effective cost-wise than paying separately for Parts A, B, and D. But... There are problems with Medicare Advantage plans that are similar to what you would experience with private health insurance. Claims get denied at a rate that commentators believe is too high under Medicare Advantage plans. Um, There can be confusion about who is in network under a Medicare Advantage plan. And here's the big one. For anyone listening who is approaching Medicare enrollment age, this is really important. When you first enroll in Medicare, you have the opportunity to get supplemental private plans called Medigap. So if you choose Part A and Part B, during the six months after you sign up for Part B, a supplemental plan, a Medigap plan, cannot reject you or charge you a higher premium because of pre-existing conditions. But after that six months, they can. And so the New York Times recently ran a story that we'll put in the show notes where people have signed up for Medicare Advantage at first, thinking it was the most cost-effective option, then gotten a chronic condition that changes the landscape, and they try to go back to Part A and Part B, but they can't get Medigap insurance because of pre-existing conditions, or they can't get it at an affordable rate because of pre-existing conditions. And so it's a really important analysis that you need some advice on when you're making that initial enrollment. The Trump administration has in many ways highlighted Medicare Advantage plans and been criticized for this kind of effort that some people see as trying to privatize Medicare through making Medicare Advantage plans more prominent. And the other major gap left by Medicare is long-term care. It's estimated that 70% of people over 65 will need long-term care at some point, and it's just simply not covered by Medicare. So despite all the gaps and confusion and... and um difficulties in putting together the best plan for you, the second thing you need to know is that Medicare is still extremely popular (laughs) because it touches so many Americans. Currently, 44 million beneficiaries, some 15 percent of the U.S. population, are enrolled in the Medicare program. And enrollment is expected to rise to 79 million by 2030. Only one in 10 beneficiaries rely solely on Medicare programs for health care coverage. But still, even with the supplementing, because of its universal impact, it's remained very popular consistently since it first began. So here's kind of what the cost impact is on the federal budget. Despite the fact that most people using Medicare are still paying for health care out of pocket, the average 
out-of-pocket spending for Medicare enrollees in 2016, excluding premiums, was a little over $3,000. So even though we have people still paying for health care under Medicare, it is an enormously expensive federal program. In 2017, Medicare benefit payments totaled $688 billion. By 2018, that number had risen to $731 billion. 21% of that is for hospital inpatient services, 14% for outpatient prescription drugs, 10% for physician services, and 30% for payments to Medicare Advantage plans for services covered by Part A and Part B. It's 15% of the total federal budget. And by 2029, because as Sarah mentioned, our population is aging and we expect the enrollment to increase significantly, Medicare is projected to be 18% of the total federal budget at a cost of $1.3 trillion. Per capita spending on Medicare grows more slowly than under private insurance plans. It's still expected to grow at 5.1% over the next few years because more people are using it and they're using more intense care um, and more expensive services. We'll take a quick break and be right back. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special. And they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful, Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion. 
in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so we've covered what Medicare is. Now let's talk about Medicare for All, which is not really Medicare. And it's not really one proposal either. So buckle up. There's a lot of things going on here. There are many, many Medicare for All proposals. It's basically shorthand for a single-payer system. But calling it Medicare for All was a branding decision made by Senator Ted Kennedy's staff because single-payer sounds wonky and it polls lower. So people don't know what it means. Everybody likes Medicare. They know what it means. And so because of those favorabilities that we were talking about earlier, it became Medicare for All. There are lots of versions of Medicare for All out there. Bernie Sanders, of course, has a bill before the Senate. You might have heard of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. In the House, Representative Pramila Jayapal has a version that is even more expansive than what Senator Sanders has proposed. Elizabeth Warren has a Medicare for All proposal. And there are several other bills that have been around longer than the Sanders and Warren proposals on Medicare for All. For the most part, here's what those bills have in common. Most of them would just eliminate private health insurance and set up a new universal plan that would include both Medicare and Medicaid. Most of them would still maintain Veterans Affairs and the Indian Health Service that exists today, but otherwise put everybody into one big plan. The coverage of these plans varies. So most of them would cover hospital visits, primary care, medical devices, lab services, maternity care, and prescription drugs, as well as vision and dental benefits. And here's where you start to see this is not like Medicare today. Representative Jayapal's bill would also cover abortion services, and the newest versions of the Sanders and Warren plans do as well. Under Representative Jayapal's bill, there would be virtually no out-of-pocket costs for healthcare-related expenses. These plans would prohibit deductibles. They would prohibit co-insurance, co-pays, surprise bills for healthcare services and items covered under Medicare for All. And Representative Jayapal's plan also includes long-term care for nursing services. So they vary in their generosity. And they vary in sort of um, cost sharing, usually leaning towards really expansive coverage and almost no cost sharing. They also differ in how quickly the transition would come about. So Representative Jayapal, in a, if you're noticing a trend, has the, one of the more extreme proposals. Hers is only a tr- two-year transition period. And Bernie and Warren's plans both have a four-year transition periods where we slowly lower the age people can get into Medicare and do a couple other things to ease the entire population um, into this system. Because they're so expansive, they really have no analog um, among single-payer systems around the world. By covering such a comprehensive set of benefits and asking no cost-sharing of the enrollees, it would be very expensive. And that's that's our that's our next section. Yeah. The, yeah, the next thing you need to know is that this would cost a lot of money. Now, people argue a lot about whether 
on a net basis, this would cost the United States more money. Because a really important factor to remember in any analysis about healthcare is that the United States spends so much money on healthcare. So Representative Sanders and Jayapal argue frequently that ultimately we spend less because it's a more efficient system. But you have to think about spending less on an entire economy basis, not on a government basis. Mm-hmm. And on the government basis, we don't really know how Sanders and Jayapal are going to pay for it. Elizabeth Warren, we know her plan gives a lot of detail about that. Past efforts to institute this kind of plan have fallen apart at the step in the process where people start to think, what is this going to cost and how are we going to do it? Um, In Vermont, Bernie Sanders attempted to create a single-payer system in 2014, and local legislators outlined a really clear vision that was pretty similar to Representative Jayapal's of what they would want that plan to look like. It was arguably a little less ambitious than Representative Jayapal's. It required co-pays when people went to the doctor. But then the state started looking at how much it would need to increase taxes to finance this system. They realized they would have to increase payroll taxes by 11.5% and income taxes by 9%. And that's where the dream died. I think it's really difficult because this cost conversation is happening in two realms. Like you said, is it how much it costs the country overall, how much we're all spending or how much it costs the government? And it's really difficult to to talk about because the intersection is, well, it and this is the point Bernie Sanders makes all the time. Well, it might cost you more in taxes, which is your interaction with the government, but it will cost you less (laughs) in sort of the economy as a whole because you'll be spending more towards health insurance. And that intersection to me seems to be like one of the very difficult um, parts of this conversation. Elizabeth Warren does give a lot more detail about how she'll pay for it. And and, and it's at that intersection that she's trying to find the money. So employers are a main source of revenue in her proposal. What she says is that she would raise nearly $9 trillion here. A figure that comes from the roughly $9 trillion private employees are projected to spend over the next decade in health insurance. And so instead of taking that money and paying for their employees' health insurance, they would take that money and give it all to the government to pay for the health insurance. In addition, she would boost her proposed 3% wealth tax on people over a billion dollars to 6%. And also boost taxes on large corporations. And she believes that the taxes on the rich and the corporations would raise an estimated $6 trillion. And an additional $2.3 trillion would come from improving tax enforcement. So that's where she's getting the trillions and trillions of dollars um, it would take. And it's just really hard. Everybody knows it's going to be expensive. Nobody really knows what this means. John Oliver does a great section on Medicare for All that we'll put in the show notes. And he cites this New York Times article where they went to like six different economists and they all had six different answers on how much it was going to cost. So that's, it's, it's, we all know it's expensive. We don't know how expensive. And that makes this part of the conversation even more difficult. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible. And skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. 
Ritual Hyacera is one of several ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. The Kaiser Health Network, which is a really good source of information about healthcare, is has an article out this week about the new study that Senator Sanders has been touting that lowers potential estimates for what Medicare all would cost the United States, and it rates that as mostly false. Um, it's just difficult. ProPublica has a really wonderful article about Medicare for all where they say, look, it's not Medicare. It's not really for all. Um, how much it would cost, what it would cover and what the ultimate effects of it would be, no one has any clue. Because as you said, mm-hmm. Sarah, we don't have an an existing example of this vision in the world today. The closest, and this is the fifth thing to know, is that the healthcare system in Taiwan is most like what Senator Sanders, Senator Warren, Representative Jayapal are proposing. 
And there are pros and cons with this system, like every healthcare system on Earth. It is more efficient and cost-effective. Taiwan spends about 6% of its gross domestic product on healthcare. In the United States, we spend about 17% of our gross domestic product on healthcare. There is a podcast that we really recommend from Vox. It's from the Today Explained series. And two of their reporters actually went to Taiwan and the Netherlands and a few other countries as well to look at um, healthcare systems. And in this really short podcast, you can hear a doctor in Taiwan describing the healthcare system as heaven for patients and hell for doctors because there is a huge demand for healthcare in Taiwan. The hospitals are always really busy. When people can get free healthcare, they want it. And mm-hmm. it has overwhelmed the doctors. Specialty care in rural areas of Taiwan is really lacking. The doctor-to-patient and nurse-to-patient ratios are terrible compared to European systems. And Taiwan also doesn't cover long-term care. But the upside of that is people really like it, and they go get the services, and they don't pay for them when they leave, for the most part. And so that's why you hear a lot about the Taiwanese system in analysis of these Medicare for All proposals, because that's this That's as close as we've got. So all these issues, the cost of the program, what it means for the um, healthcare system itself, what it means for doctors, these are these are really big, big topics and big things to think about. And so we are going to tackle that on Tuesday's show. We're going to spend a lot of time thinking through the impact of Medicare for All or the imagined impact of Medicare for All, the problems with our current system. So we hope this gave you a basic rundown, some foundations, lots of resources to dig into over the weekend because we're hoping to have um, a really um, in-depth conversation about the proposal on Tuesday's show. Thank you so much for joining us here this week. We have loved spending time with you in a new format this week and here on the podcast and on social media. Make sure that you sign up to get our newsletters where we share lots more about our lives and thinking. You can do that at pantsupoliticsshow.com. And we'll be back here on Tuesday to talk healthcare. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces Pantsuit Politics every week. Thanks for making us sound better, Dylan. Elise Knapp is our managing director, which means we could not make it without her scheduling, organization, feedback, and creativity. Thank you, Elise. We couldn't make Pantsuit Politics without support from our listeners. Go to patreon.com slash pantsuitpolitics to learn how you can receive more nuance and help us make the show. Special thanks to our executive producers who have committed to supporting us in a major life-giving way. Our executive producers are Tracy Putoff. Tim Miller, Martha Branitsky, Tiffany Hasler, Joshua Allen, David McWilliams, Amy Whited, and Allie Edwards. Our theme music is composed and performed by Dante Lima. The music under our ads is composed and performed by Dylan Garvin. Learn more about our lives, live events that we're involved in, and what we're reading each week by signing up for our weekly newsletter at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. And connect with members of the Pantsuit Politics community by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.